Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1599. An excerpt from The Joys of Jetlag, part one by Kat Medina. Hello, everybody. As I said, this is ORD, and I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Great to have you here with me for a special occasion, as if there haven't been enough lately. Today, I'm going to be sharing the first part of a book written by one of our contributing authors, Kat Medina. So Kat began her career writing articles, which we used to share a lot of, and today it's a real privilege to share some of her book, which has been her focal point for a while now. There's a lot we're going to read, so I'll split it up between today and tomorrow. It's a very different feel from our normal posts, and I think you're going to like that. I know I do. So let's jump into part one and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from The Joys of Jet Lag, part one, by Kat Medina. Roberto's tanned, weathered hands expertly rolled the dried tobacco leaves into the quintessential Cuban cigar. Sealed with local honey, the cigar was set aside to dry as Roberto grabbed another one, resting in a box on the table. He began the process of cutting the cap and lighting it. He and his family ran his tobacco farm in Vinales, Cuba for decades, recently opening it up to tours for travelers looking for an authentic experience from a seasoned farmer. Roberto spoke of the changes in Cuba over the last couple of years. Life in Vinales was simple and slow-paced, in the best way possible. Shifts in the political climate did not bother him. He just went with the flow and prioritized what was important to him. He focused on working hard, providing for his family, and spending time with his loved ones. That was his recipe for happiness, along with several homegrown and hand-rolled cigars smoked throughout the day, of course. It seemed to be working. There was a look in his eyes as he spoke, his hands effortlessly rolling cigars, a look of pride, gratitude, joy. It was a look I've come to notice more in countries termed developing nations than in my own. Over the last couple of years, a lot had changed politically between Cuba and the United States, and Americans had recently been permitted to visit Cuba if in accordance with specific travel purposes. I had obtained a general license under the people-to-people exchange category, along with four other friends eager to experience the rawness of a culture not yet tainted by mass American tourism. It did not disappoint. We rented rooms within the homes of locals, and after traveling outside of Havana, found exactly what we were looking for. In an era of constant bombardment of the internet, advertisements, and social media, Cuba was a breath of fresh air. It was the first time since the internet became so prevalent in our daily lives that I had zero access to it for 10 days. The pace of life was slower. People seemed to appreciate togetherness. In parks, on the street, in restaurants, 
people engaged with one another. If they were by themselves, they engaged in their environment, observing it with curiosity and reflection. People were not chained to their screens. They were aware of what's happening in front of them, seemingly present without the deep effort we strive for in Western culture. In the United States, presence and mindfulness have become buzzwords that we struggle to embody and apply. Countless books, courses, articles, and seminars purport to teach presence and mindfulness, yet in Cuba, it seemed to simply be a way of life. People walked down cobblestone streets talking with one another and looking around, aware of their surroundings, saying hello to folks they didn't even know, wishing them buen provecho in restaurants, smiling at passers-by, acknowledging others as opposed to ignoring them, like I've grown accustomed to in the U.S., It supported a common theme I had noticed on my travels to developing nations. It seemed like the lower the population, the more connected they were to family, friends, even strangers, and perhaps, as a result, the happier they were. Mo money, mo problems? It seemed counterintuitive, considering so many of us base our entire lives on achieving success in the form of accomplishment, accumulation, and consumption. Maybe we've been going about it all wrong. Maybe we've missed the point. What people lack in possessions and money, they often make up for in relationships with friends and family. Cambodia, Nepal, India, Bolivia, Guatemala, Cuba. So many of the countries that I've traveled to that face record poverty and unemployment levels, unimaginable corruption, substandard health care, and limited education have some of the strongest familial relationships I've ever seen. Family and friends are invaluable. Connection with others creates a sense of community in a society neglected by its government. In the most difficult times, when things can feel overwhelming and hopeless, to know that you're not alone can be the one difference between surviving and thriving. When people don't have much, they tend to place greater emphasis on the things that truly matter. Connection, love, community, togetherness, generosity, compassion, humor, Creativity, resourcefulness, these are the keys to making it in even the direst situations. And in areas of the world where things aren't as dire, they are the keys to living a life of meaning. They add depth to success, and when placed at the forefront of one's values, they create a sense of fulfillment. Throughout our time in Cuba, we noticed the people seemed to emanate joy and appreciation. Cuba was music, laughter, conversation the rumble of a 1950s Bel Air. The soundtrack of this country was all-encompassing. It filled your body with a vibrant energy. But on the seventh night of our trip, Fidel Castro passed away, and the morning after, it was as though someone had abruptly turned down the volume. Silence and solemnity filled the air. To be continued. You just listened to part one of an excerpt from The Joys of Jet Lag by Kat Medina. And a big thanks to Kat for letting us share a bit from her book. So I'm going to offer my commentary tomorrow after finishing the rest. And today, instead, I want to end by just speaking a bit more about Kat and the book. Uh, So Kat is an entrepreneur. She's a world traveler, a public speaker, and now she's the author of The Joys of Jet Lag, How to Use a Traveler's Mindset to Not Be an A-Hole in Daily Life. She's traveled to more than 35 countries and lived in Ecuador, Argentina, France, and Spain. She draws upon her passion for travel to inspire joy in others, teaching people how to show up and live fully by embodying a traveler's mindset in daily life. And as for the book, 
Consider the joys of jet lag to be your guidebook to using a traveler's mindset to navigate a life of joy. By breaking free from autopilot, you'll reawaken to the wonder around you, embrace challenges as part of the adventure, and trust that life is always happening for you, not to you. With captivating travel stories, simple exercises, and refreshingly real self-help advice without any of the rah-rah, this how-to guide will help you discover the keys to living your best life with no passport required. Plus, it's hilarious, so that's always good. And today happens to be Kat's birthday, so you should really check it out. So, now that you've heard some of it and have also heard a bit more about Kat, I'm sure you can't wait to hear the rest tomorrow, nor can I wait to share it. So, I'm going to let you go now, everyone. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you for part two, where your optimal life awaits.